Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was trying to grasp the moment, and Jeff Battle, who was our associate head coach, is amazing young. He said, Coach, this is a wrap. <laughs> With about a minute 47, I still thought we were going to lose. <laughs> and uh, he made me laugh when he said that. Um, I just can't tell you how grateful I feel for our players, our college, our city. Um, it's hard to get to this point. You know, we're just a little school that everybody says, oh, it's Providence. Well, Providence is in the damn building. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily with you right here. Joe Ojo, G. Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. The voice of Ed Cooley, the head coach of Providence. They're in the damn building, and they're in the Sweet 16 here to take on Kansas. Let's dive into the games here for Friday. Our first thoughts on the Sweet 16 uh, currently, the, the number I'm seeing is Kansas, seven-point favorite, 141.5 for the total against Providence. Uh, I think this is where most people will say the Providence run ends. But you know what I sense from them the last couple of days? Hearing Ed Cooley during the games, you know, when they go to him on the sidelines, I think they took it kind of personal that everyone thought they were, they were flukes. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think he's used this as some sort of, I don't know, rally cry for his – Yeah, he has. You, you could – you could almost tell in his voice and the way he speaks, like, yeah, we're not that good. Yeah, no, one, no, we're not supposed to be here. Like, whatever. Like, he, he, it's almost like he knows what the people have been saying about him, Joe, and, and whatever. He's using it, and uh, and they've looked good their first two games. So this is our world, and everybody in our world that covers college basketball has been talking about Providence, how they're frauds, and it's going to be turned around at some point. <laughs> is that reality, though? Is that reality among – Average college basketball fans, maybe not even a better, just your college basketball fan that's into it every day, um, not looking at the lines. What they see is Providence team that dominated the regular season. Yeah, they play close games, but they could say they're gritty. This is how they play. Uh, maybe there's some something to the coaching with with Ed Cooley there. Is is that is that mainstream? What we talk about with sports betting and how they're a lucky team? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sure. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure either. I, I know some people that had them in the final four in their bracket. They're not betters. They're just basketball fans. They're just like casual yeah. college hoops fans. Like, oh, look, they won the Big East, right? They're they're probably pretty good. So I, I don't know. You know how this works, Aaron. Coaches, they drum up anything they can. I, to push I was the just going to say, someone would have shown him this, that he could use it as bulletin board material to fire up his team in some epic speech behind closed doors. And, and you know, it would motivate me. Because they're probably thinking, luck, schmuck, like, we'll show you, you know. Well, you know, 
I think the point still stands. And I know a lot of people are backtracking and saying, all right, we got to give them credit. I was 100% wrong. They won two games. Cool. I give you guys credit. They have not beaten a top 80 team in the tournament. Right. Okay. So, I mean, is has the luck carried over into the NC two ways when most people thought it would not? I would say that it has by drawing South Dakota State, even though everybody in the world was on them and it was an impressive win. There, I mean, people were just falling in love with the three-point shooting. That's why everybody was on them, even mm-hmm. though Providence was favored in the game. And then you draw Richmond, and they go one for 22 on three-pointers. And Richmond, not a top 80 team in the country. They, they pulled off the upset in their game. And we see so many times after the upset, then it comes back down to earth, and, and it flips to the other side. I think you could make the case that they were very lucky with their draw as well. So the luck has carried over into the NC two ways and it will end against number one seeded Kansas. This is it. It's over here. I, I would agree. I would pick Kansas to win the game. Seven is the number. It's it's um, I think it's a fair number. I would have said six and a half or seven before I looked at the game. I feel like this is a good number for this game. Uh, okay. Let's dive into UNC UCLA. I'm excited for this game. It's kind of an old school uh, game. Two two programs that have been here so many times before. We expected UCLA. We did not expect UNC in this spot. Uh, to two and a half point game. Aaron, I like UCLA, but UNC has been impressive through two games. I know they blew that lead on Saturday, but the fact they came back and finished it and won it overtime. I, I'm going to stop being surprised now by UNC. This feels like a coin flip game. I would lean towards UCLA. Yeah, I would too, only because I have the future, but I have to do a deeper dive on this one. Um, two and a half is the number, so I'm going to have to take a look. And so far, the first half spread's not out either. So, But yeah, I would definitely lean UCLA. Um, I'm all Pac-12. <laughs> and you, North Carolina has put up some points. Mm-hmm. They put it on some teams. I know we, we had that last one. They go over to, to overtime, but the two tournament games, 95 against Marquette, 93 against Baylor. So wow. um, the yeah, the reason we talked about UCLA checking a lot of boxes is some of the metrics they hit, something that you need to, to win the championship. Over the last couple of decades, here's a common thread. Um, so we, we spend a couple of shows talking about the 2020s teams that are top 20 in offensive and defensive efficiency of the of the 16 remaining and ucla is one of them that's why i bring this up of the six 16 left how many fit the 2020 criteria at the moment uh we have gonzaga houston ucla arizona ucla that'd be it correct job well done four Four of the 16. It's Gonzaga, one offensively, nine defensively. It's Houston, 10 and 10. Uh, Arizona, seven in offense, 19 in defense. And UCLA, 12 in offense, 13 in defense. And North Carolina, 43rd in adjusted defense per Ken Palm. Way yeah, down so that, there. Yeah, I'm sure that's something that, that we'll take a look at a lot over the over the week, as we get closer to these games, is uh, is there a significant weakness like Iowa State? They are 156 in offensive efficiency. 156. This could be an over game. Weren't you talking about, was it Carolina puts up a lot of points in these other games, but they also don't play defense. So this could be 
the total's at 142 right now. And yeah, they, they, they have of late. I'm curious to see if that one continues. I feel good about UCLA. I feel, I feel comfortable. Would it, would, it, would it surprise me in any way if North Carolina pulls off the upset short spread of two? No, no, that wouldn't. That wouldn't be too shocking. But I, I, I wonder how they're going to handle nearly giving up one of the biggest leads that we've seen. 25 points i know how do you yeah how do they bounce back like it's a weird thing do they feel good about themselves usually no matter what happens if you move through the tournament don't you feel good do they feel good after that game it's so it's I weird say yes. I say because yes. what we, because overtime we're the, we're the only team to take down the number one yes yeah we, we came together and we got it done you know everybody was was thinking that baylor's going to come back and take us out we right. beat the reigning national champions i think they feel great about that win they got out of there. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's jump to St. Peter's Purdue. St. Peter's Purdue here. We're looking at a 12.5 point number. Purdue fair by 12.5 points here in this game. It's a gigantic number. I, I mean, it, does, it ref, does this number reflect what St. Peter's has done over the past couple of days? They were an 18.5 point underdog to K- Kentucky. Does the yeah. number accurately reflect what they've now accomplished. Does it matter what they've accomplished? Or do we just look at the game as the game? I think we have to give, we have to look at St. Peter's a little bit differently than we did six days ago. We have to. I mean, well, they, 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 they speak Kentucky. Adjusted defense, St. Peter's is 28, Purdue 86 per Ken Palm. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's been the that's issue we've been talking crazy. about all Purdue. Well, and let's not gloss over the Murray State win. They were the best mid-major team all year. Right, That was the team we were looking at as, as getting to this point and possibly even an Elite Eight run. And they, they just completely knocked them out. So, I mean, the first MAAC team to win multiple games in the NCAA tournament, I mean, so much is amazing. And then if you look during the season, their best win was what? Monmouth? I think that was their best win. I think it was. Yeah, that's it. And then they come here and knock out Kentucky in overtime. And then they beat Murray State when the entire world's on Murray State to advance there. Ked Palm has this as a 10-point game. The point spreads 12 and a half. Wonder where, what people are going to bet on that. I, it, was just, it was a no-doubter for me. I, I'm taking 12 and a half points. Yeah, the only fear I have is Purdue's offense just gets hot and they can't keep up and they can't catch up. It could get ugly. Yeah, could that's get real ugly. Th- that's the worry. But but I am with you that I think the right side is, is St. Peter's. All right, Iowa State, Miami. Are we uh, are we all on the same side of this? Miami just feels like they're the most like they're the team. I'm like they're the first team that wowed me in this tournament that wasn't supposed to. St. Peter's hasn't wowed me. They've they've scrapped through a couple games and they're and they've done a good job. But of the lower seeds that have moved through, I'm not wowed by Michigan. Michigan finally is figuring out the talent they were supposed to have anyway. I'm, I've been wowed by Miami. My Miami took a team down in Auburn who was a top 10 team all year, basically. And the game was never close. Like, they were in control the whole time. Whenever there was any ounce of life, they were faster to the ball. They were more physical. They were better shooting. Miami's good. I I, I like the Miami side of this game. Two and a half is the number? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be uh, in Iowa State. Two. Their defense is really good. Um, fifth best in adjusted defense, whereas Miami's 128. 
or one twenty third. Sorry. And, yeah. As when you talk about accomplishments during the season, anything we could say we say about Miami, you could probably say for Iowa State, but the offense isn't that great, so mm-hmm. people people don't mention it as much. Iowa State's coming from the better conference. They beaten some top teams. Miami took out Duke, and they had a lo- a close game against Duke in the ACC tournament, which was impressive as well. Uh, they also beat North Carolina in the regular season. But if you look at Iowa State, they beat Texas Tech. They beat Texas. I mean, and and now LSU Wisconsin. That's that's not the easiest of pass. I even agree. We figured Wisconsin was a pretty good fade. So. Uh, I do like Miami in this spot, but I'm not going to completely write off Iowa State. I, I understand why a lot of people are on them. We are talking about a top five defense in the nation, and that carries the weight tournament time. At two, Iowa State's interesting. I mean, guys, when it opened, I saw plus two. I saw Iowa State plus two. I also saw them favored by one. So now everything has moved to Miami favored by two. And I get that. Hmm. I do too. It's good. That's going to be a fun game. The late game on Friday night, Joe. Oh, Joe Jaron Hawks with BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. We'll talk hoops, college hoops. Jimmy Patsos joins us next. We'll talk all things tournament. One of our favorite guests next on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BeckQL Daily from BeckQL.